The stock market plunges after fears of the coronavirus spread. We're going to talk about that. We're going to unwrap the whole subject and get into it, what we know about it, what we don't know about it, what the media is reporting. And then we're going to talk about Pete Buttigieg backing out of the presidential race and why that's important. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. Truly is the best. So the coronavirus, it's just everywhere. Like news wise, <laughs> the media, uh, it seems to be spreading. Yeah. Rather quickly rapidly and everywhere <laughs> everywhere it's crazy it's uh it i have so much to say about this and, and like i'm i'm i've got my thoughts gathered but it's just i mean fear-mongering yeah. really like is the is if there's if there's anything that comes to mind it's fear-mongering yes is it something we should be educated about yes is it something we should be informed about yes are there you know, precautions to take. Yes, 100%. Are there people that are more at risk than others? Yes, but the media, the mainstream media, is making it seem like if you contract it, get close to anybody with it, come in contact with it, you are a goner. That's it. It's over with. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny because I... I was very shocked at uh this is very telling of like someone who watches mainstream media as opposed to someone who already knows how they look at their media, how they observe things and th their sources. Like me, I already know Twitter is outrage world central. So I when I go there, I go there to see like how people are reacting to things. And even then on Twitter it depends on what you follow because I, I find that Twitter also can at times be very level-headed. Yes, and and see, and a lot of it too, it's like, okay, you start seeing the trends, but then you start seeing a lot of different, like let's say podcasts or different form of, of, of uh, media or, or independent journalists, like a guy like Tim Pool or something. And then you start, because you're like, oh, well, there's outrage, okay. Now let's look at people who have historically in social media have been pretty level-headed and, and share good information. So, yes, you're co completely correct. And, and that's when I saw a video. And this video was like a little uh, question questionnaire. Uh, it was uh, two doctors and mm -hmm. then questions from people online. So how bad is the coronavirus? How, you know, uh, will it spread? Uh, what could you do to, to prevent you from getting it or minimize, uh, you know, uh, the likelihood that you, that you'll get the, the coronavirus. Has there been, uh, worse situations throughout history? How does this compare to SARS and H1N1 and, st you know, stuff like that. And that's when like, it was very informative. And also they didn't look panicked. 
and they were like, you know, it, it's it's bad in the sense that it's something new, so you got to be weary. But I mean, it's not like the worst thing that we've seen. Yeah. So, so me watching these things and 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 getting different types of information online, I was pretty confident. And here comes Monday, and the stock market fucking not this not not this Monday, but but last Monday. Stock market goes down with like nine hundred points. Second day, like a thousand two hundred points, and then it's just fucking basically the whole week. It was just a down downhill slope, and uh, I was very shocked because I was like, if it was like some zombie shit or the mortality rate was like, you know, maybe like twenty percent. Like I think twenty, even ten. Like oh shit, ten. 10% out of the cases we know it coming from China and China not sharing any information with us cuz like they had it all of December. Yeah. You know? I felt I felt okay, well, I, or I would feel like damn, this is this is this might be bad. Like if at 10% this is information coming from China, this might be worse than that, you mm-hmm. know? And I would be scared and then I would understand, but I don't know. I, when you actually looked into that information, you realized, yes, you should be, you should have caution, but you also shouldn't, you know, be outraged either or, or, or scared or, out of your or mind. stop your life or n- disregard the future. <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember you asking me like, fuck, are you taking your money out? And then, and we had this conversation and it was just like fucked up. Cause like our perspective was, well, this is kind of fucked up that, that that the media and you're completely correct when you said that they were very uh, irresponsible. The media, the mainstream media, was very irresponsible because yeah. they would say shit like, "Oh, one person dies from that shit," and 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 that would be the headline. And even throughout the article, they would really wouldn't get into detail like if this person had underlying issues. Like yeah. it was very like, like even today, yeah. I saw an article, and that shit pissed me off. I'm like, oh my god. How misleading it said it was from Bloomberg and it said uh five more people in Washington state die from the coronavirus. It's like I was like, damn, five, that's sort of that you know, that's a hefty number when you think about it, because well, prior to that there was only there was only one death. But then you look and it were all the all the people were in the same nursing home. Yeah. So say five people in a nursing home died that who are elderly have underlining issues. Like the article gets into it, but the headline. So obviously they know what they do. They're doing. They're trying to grab attention. But when you're causing mass hysteria, yeah, like this, I think you would want to be a little bit more tempered with how you put the stuff out there, because. It can have a crazy adverse effect on everything, the market, the economy, yeah. all these things that at the end of the road, you'll look back and be like, like, damn, we, we panicked. Yeah. Like, what, what, what was that about? And not to mention, like, there's still like we're still there's stocks that are reeling. And, and I think rightfully so, because of the nature of what might happen. With with this coronavirus thing, like, well, as, uh, but well, as we rec- as we record this episode, the stock market had one of the biggest jumps in yeah. history today. So it's like two thousand nine or something. But but also we have to understand that it's pretty much just getting itself out of the hole that it dug, which it hasn't with the coronavirus. Yeah. 
It, it, it's up, but yeah, it's but not it's where not, it was. It's not where it was prior to this this whole this whole madness. Yeah, and then that's where I was. What I was saying was, there's still even now, like today, like cruise ship, cruise like airlines and vacations, yeah. all, all that type of stuff. Is, that shit is still pretty yeah. much where it left off on Friday. Like yeah. it hasn't made a rebound, which, like I said, it's well, understood. But I I felt. Very, I I felt a lot of, I felt very discouraged in the mainstream media and in the CDC when the report started coming out, and it just so it just felt so disingenuous to me. Like for instance, when the CDC reported, and this was re- really spun a lot of a lot of the craziness in the market. The coronavirus definitely will hit the United States. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And that was what they left the, the thing as. It was one of no, those and things. And it will change your like your everyday life. Yeah, that exactly. That that your life will be sev- uh uh drastically altered and 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 uh severely affected. <laughs> oh my god, it makes it seem like the apocalypse is coming. And then yeah. when you see yeah. and you look at the mortality rate. You look at who indeed does die if, when when they have the coronavirus. And then you see different op-ed pieces that have come up here and there in alternative media and different sources that even by people that have the coronavirus and say they currently have it and they say, well, it's not that bad. Like, I'm taking care of it. Obviously, like, I'm quarantining myself away from people. Yeah. But, it, you know, I'm getting through it. You're, you're seeing that type of stuff. And then also... Which I think is like the biggest kicker of of them all is right now around the world, it's in the neighborhood of about 2,000 people that have died, mostly in China. And that's because of the system that they have over there, the underreporting, the, the awful health services, everything like that. But around the world, collectively, it's around the... Uh, it's a more than 2,000, but it's around 2,000 people that have died. Over, well, it, it ranges, but but about 20,000 people a year die from the flu in the United States alone. Yeah, yeah. Just in the United <laughs> States. That's not counting anywhere else the in world, the world. Yeah. So when you put that into context, when the flu season arrives, the media doesn't lose their shit like that. Like, you know, they might make a report like, hey, it's flu season, taking certain precautions, yeah. this, that, and the other. Hey, there's another strand of a flu out there, this, yeah. that, and the other. But the market doesn't tumble. People don't like it's it's not it's not chaos or at least did and or fear mongering like it was this time around. And it as we talked about it before. It more or less sort of led us to, we're not conspiracy theorists, but it led us to believe that there was some sort of outside agenda other than just reporting. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the politics behind it all, like there's always going to be, you know, I saw Nancy Pelosi saying, you know, oh, it, it went down during during Trump's speech. And then Trump was saying, oh, it went down during the Democrat speech. And it's like, well, that's this. Let's not get carried away. And then, and then it's funny because like this whole time, it's like, oh, um, you're you're reaping the benefit. Like, and this is uh, a lot of left leftist politicians say, oh, you're reaping the benefits of, of an Obama economy, and that's why the stock market is good. 
this happens and all of a sudden, oh, hey, Trump, it's your stock market. Yeah. It's your stock market. And, and, and it's like all this, all like the politics kind of muddle everything. And really the, the people to blame is China. Like you said, the underreporting, the let's not share this information because it'll make us look bad. And China fucked it up. And it also was a very, like a rude awakening. Of the fact that, like, okay, yes, a lot of companies do manufacture, uh, do do get their manufacturing from China, for for whatever it is, and uh, obviously cheaper labor, but it might be it might be a better idea to diversify where you yeah. where you go. You know, like there's places like like India. Well, well, I what I learned from this, I mean that's that's a great example, but what I learned from this in a more personal aspect is how great it is. Well, I already knew it, but this situation just served to enforce how great it is to have investments diversified. Yes. Because it, imagine had all your future everything been in the market. Now granted we're young and like what we've lost, I'm sure it'll rebound and, and, and we'll regain it and, and everything like that. But imagine being in a situation where, like, how, how much worse would that have felt if you were in a situation where everything was in there? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That it would be a, it'd be a lot more scary. So that's just, that just serves to, to the point of, of diversification. And, What's interesting about it is, as I've read about this, I, I've seen what different doctors, what different scientists have said about it. It's it's funny because Trump has a lot of anecdotal wisdom to what he says. For instance, like he got a lot of criticism and that people were like, oh, do you want a president that's going to respond to to a crisis like this where he says, yeah, the coronavirus, it'll be just like a miracle where like it, it, it goes away. Yeah. And he also said that like in that same in that same clip with the weather, <coughs> like the weather makes a big difference. And it's and it's very true. And it's funny because sometimes I don't think that people give enough anecdotal wisdom. They don't give anecdotal wisdom enough credit. For instance, I know a lot of people, in fact, my dad like has a lot of anecdotal wisdom where he'll have, he'll say things that are not necessarily, he may not necessarily have the statistics to back it up, like yeah. the, the sources or the sites. And I'm not saying this is a great habit to get into, but when you're talking to older men that are experienced and have seen the world, you realize that to a certain degree, they know what they're talking about because the there was, the, in this article, there was a doctor and a scientist uh, pretty much saying, agreeing with what the president said, like, yeah, it's not necessarily a miracle, but as the weather changes, these things die down quite a bit. Yeah. And that's one of those things where if you've been around long enough and you've been in society and you see when people get sick, when they get better, how the, how things work with, as a man with experience, you're talking from a position of, well, we've seen stuff like this before. We see that the weather has a lot to do with it. We see that the turn in things uh, makes respiratory illnesses go down and everything like that. It makes a huge difference. And 
sometimes it's like they they were bashing him, but the the fact of the matter is that there was a lot of truth to what he was saying. Yeah, even Not when he called it a hoax, I felt like that's like something someone that has seen a lot would say. You know what I mean? Like like. It was a hoax, and, and like not in the sense that it doesn't exist, but yeah. a, a hoax in the sense that like you you're really blowing this out of proportion. Yes. Like like well, the example that I gave you the other day is like in the Salem witch trials, were these bitches witches? Probably not. They probably uh-huh. weren't like witches, like flying around on broomsticks and shit like that. But were they probably doing a lot of like crazy ass shit that those re- super religious Puritan ass people didn't rock with? Yes, yeah. I'm sure they were. So they they burnt them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. my my point is that like how you define something, well that's really left up into interpretation cuz yeah, do I do do I define this as a hoax in the sense that it's not real? No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's, it's very real. real. Yeah. <laughs> but but do I do I do I d- define it in the sense of of like it's it's overblown to the point where one can see it as a hoax? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and 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 sometimes this might this might happen even when you you're trying to explain something in like lamest terms. And it's like, well, and they're like, "Well, what No, no, I don't mean literally like like if like if you tell like your your daughter, your son, they're like so adamant about going to prom. You're like, oh, that's for goofies. And then they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And they think like you're just saying some, like, you know, you you sound like an old man saying some old man shit. Like, yeah. oh, that's for goofies. But then there's a whole philosophy behind, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I would say I would say that's a, a decent example of anecdotal wisdom. The only thing with that is there's, there's not like, that's more like of a, that's more of a philosophical standpoint than a yeah. than a scientific one. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas anecdotal, it's like it's rooted in like, well, I've seen this happen. It's, it's, it's more like a math problem. Yeah. More more or less. And and it's just like, oh, well, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like like the whole weather thing. That that's that's true. Like there is literally a flu season. Uh, oh, you might get a cold during this time. Yeah. Like like. I've I've got well you you get more sick th- th- than I do but I've even gotten sick too like when you travel from yeah. somewhere that's like really like hot and yeah, like that like, sh- that shocks my body like big yeah. time big time like it's just a difference and, in weather and, it, and also it's it's the perfect storm of conditions so we have coming from a a, a, a warm tropical place being on a plane full of germs. Yeah. Them germs still being on my luggage, on me, everything, getting off the plane, boom, cold, boom, perfect storm. Now my shots, yeah. my body, my immune system's down. The germs are there. Yeah. Yep. I'm all fucked up. That's why it sucks when it, you have one of them cold nights, like in the summer, and then you get like a like a cold. I, I don't know. Like having a cold or like a flu during hot weather is the worst. Oh, it's awful. I hate it. Like it's it almost seems like the cold and the flu are meant for cold weather. It just feels better. I don't know why. Yeah. But I mean it happens when there's like that sudden drop in temperature and then it rained and then it's like real yeah. there's a lot of moisture in the air, humidity. Your body, your body is all like haywire yeah. 100%. Like whenever I do get sick, which I've gotten sick less and less as I've gotten older, um I feel that it's always either Actually, mostly in like in the fall time, mm-hmm. from summer to fall. Yeah, that's fall that's my i 
I normally get take a big hit in the month of September. That's yeah. that I get a big ass hit. Boom, yeah. that shit like knocks me out cuz the the weather's starting to yeah. change and and yeah, it it takes a toll on me. But I I've noticed as I've gotten older, I kind of know that that month is is rough for me, so I prepare myself. Yeah. And then also like uh believe it or not what's helped me a lot is V8. V8 like cuz I'm getting more vegetable intake. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you prepare a little bit better, you know, a lot of that stuff makes a makes a huge difference mm-hmm. as well. So uh, jumping in to the next segment, we talked about this uh, briefly yesterday. We both found it interesting. Pete Buttigieg drops out of the presidential race. Now, why is it interesting that Pete Buttigieg the mayor, well, former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, drops out of the presidential race. It's interesting because he was very much in the race. Like Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, not so much. It was expected yeah. that they were going to to drop out. But Buttigieg, he seemed like he was a little bit of a rising star. He was getting a lot of notoriety. He was speaking from a moderate standpoint. But even more than that, what I find very telling is that he backs out on the Sunday before Super Tuesday. So two, two days away from those all those primaries and all those delegates up for grabs. Why not just wait? Why yeah. not just wait to, to see what happens? Now... It could be a very self-aware decision. I'm, I'm not saying that that's off the table. It could be a decision in the sense that it's like, well, I don't think I'm going to win. I'm more than not. I'm more than likely not going to win. So I'd rather not take votes away from either Bloomberg or Biden because yeah. he's not taking any votes away from Bernie. No, he's more moderate. And in fact, in in the debates, he was after Bernie quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. So. I don't know, and I guess that's what I would like to ask you. What do you think caused that? Do you think maybe he was offered something by Biden or Bloomberg in terms of becoming a running mate down the road? Uh, like, you know, because I, I he yeah. seemed like a smart guy, so I feel like he would gather that no matter what the outcome, Trump is probably going to win. Yeah. So my thing is, why not stay in the race as long as possible? Yeah. I feel like he's too smart to think that they really have, the Democrats really have a chance at winning. Like, see, Bernie and Elizabeth yeah. Warren, I think they really believe that they can win. <laughs> Buttigieg and Biden, I don't think they think that they can win. I think this is all like yeah. talking points. And then Bloomberg and thinks Bloomberg, he could, just spend he could his buy way. it. Like, yeah, <laughs> Bloomberg thinks he could buy it. Yeah. So, so my thing is a guy like Buttigieg, why back out now? Because if anything, it only helps your career down the road by staying in as long as possible. Unless, of course, maybe you were made some sort of offer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the only thing is, and you made a very valid point, since he does match more so like a like a Bloomberg or Biden, it could have been like, bro, get the hell out of the way. Get out of the way. And maybe if if I, I do win, maybe you yeah. can have the vice presidency. 
You know, it actually wouldn't be a bad idea for Bernie to use him as a vice president, balance him out, balance him the out, way yeah. the way Mike Pence balanced out. You Trump, know, Trump, yeah. like oh shit, you know, listen, I'm a little off the rails, I'm a little bit more moderate. Here's a traditional conservative. I think that that for him that was like, well, let me get these never Trumpers. Whereas with with Buttigieg, he polled the worst out of all of them with black people. Yeah. So it's like he's probably looking at it like, damn, like this is. I Which I, even... find, I find that it's that surprising with the whole stop and frisk thing with Bloomberg. I would I would have thought that he yeah. would have pulled the worst. Yeah, yeah, and 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 maybe it could have been self war, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like the smart thing to do is to look at it for what it is, which is I'm probably not going to win. I'm young. Maybe I could just kind of fall back. Maybe. Maybe there wasn't like a like a, a deal cut out, you know, like, oh, look, I'll make you vice president. But some of the camps were like, listen, you do this, I got you, you know. I, I, I go, just think the, for his career, though, because since he's so young, I'd imagine he wants to give it a give another go at it. He's not the mayor of South Bend anymore. Oh, so yeah. like backing out like for the next four years or so. What do you? I mean, what are you gonna do? You were a mayor, you know. Yeah, yeah. That that's. He might be, but the thing is, I, I I don't. It's hard, and I'll tell you why it's hard for me to understand. Because like I really don't see. A way that they're gonna beat Trump. But, the only way that I could see the, him kind of backing out, kind of willingly and being like "fuck it," is. If there's a vice presidency waiting for him, for whoever wins, so whoever wins, you know, Buttigieg, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There has to be something for him. I feel like it doesn't make any sense to back out now, yeah, without there being anything, anything on the table. Because even yeah. Bloomberg said that he's gonna stay in in the campaign until the bitter end. So even if if, well, as you guys hear this today. It'll yeah. be to Super Tuesday, but as we as we record this, it'll be tomorrow, yeah. Super Tuesday. Even if he doesn't fare well, I, he's still he's yeah. still staying. He's still staying. So, I think that Super Tuesday is going to show be huge to show the identity of the Democratic Party where they're going. You think Warren still has a chance, or? No. Yeah. She hasn't won. No. But she's just kind of been like a thorn, mostly on Bloomberg's side. Yeah, a thorn in his side in terms of of uh of like how she gets at him in the debates, but she'll be a thorn in Bernie's side on Super Tuesday. Yeah. Because she'll be taking votes away from him. Yeah. Yeah. So so with her, did you see Biden winning that North Carolina, uh, South Carolina primary? I thought he was done. I thought so too. And now he's as we speak, he's only four delegates away from Bernie. Yeah. So if he has a big Super Tuesday, he could be right back in it. Yeah. So so it's yeah, and and uh, that you said a lot a lot of. Uh, Questions are going to be answered on where the left stands. Yeah. And uh, 
I, I think I feel for Trump the best case scenario is if Bernie has a strong showing or like Warren I don't think Warren will have a strong showing and I maybe Biden might have a strong showing because of Warren <laughs> she should have got the fuck out the way because like I just don't feel like I feel like Biden and Bloomberg know like nah we ain't on that socialist shit we're just gonna kind of yeah. Jab at it here and there, but not get too, you know, too aggressive on them. We don't want to lose those votes, because you know I've I've heard Biden a couple a couple like uh, conversations or interviews as he's walking from like you know let's say rallies or whatever. He's like, uh, he he makes socialism sound like it's cool or something like that. Like, like he has a problem with that. And well, Bloomberg basically said you know. You can't you can't go communist, and then that's when like fucking <laughs> uh, Sanders was like, "Well, that's a hit below the belt." You calling me a communist? I'm a socialist or something like that. It yeah. was the first the first debate. So if Bloomberg or Biden come out strong, which I I think I would say Biden might win that, um, then it shows like they're kind of learning. You know, but, and that's a big but, I feel Biden is more susceptible to falling, like, more than Bloomberg, I'm saying, into the, uh, falling prey into the far left bullshittery. Oh, definitely. Because, like, I feel like he, sometimes he just doesn't have answers or, or doesn't know how to handle that, you know? So, I, and then, like. And to be honest, yeah. I think he has a stern demeanor. But I don't find that he has much of a, of a platform. No, and honestly, it's it's pretty cringy watching him talk because it seems like he's not he's not all there. He doesn't seem coherent at times. Yeah, like he just seems like he's struggling. Like, mm. uh, well, he uh, at CPAC, uh, Trump called him Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Sleepy. He yeah. said. He said he's gonna be in a home while his people are running the government. Yeah. He said, and they're gonna be all socialist. Yeah. So I I think that sort of echoes what you what you just said. Yeah. So so out of out of Bloomberg, Biden, Sanders, and Warren, who do you think would be easiest for Trump, and who do you think? Uh, would be toughest for him. I think um, Sanders and Warren would be the easiest, but also the scariest. You know, like I don't want them to win. Like I can live with Biden. It's scary. It's scary that they that they got that far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I could live with Bloomberg for sure as president. I'd be okay with that. Biden uh, depends on what is. Can't, what is uh camp is looking like what does administration look like what, what is he doing but i could be okay with with warren and and bernie like i i think there would be like such a big red wave yeah two years from the time that they get voted in like it'd be like a red wave and it would just be gridlocked till four years from then or two years from then because mm-hmm. i just don't feel like I just don't. I think that we would reject that shit. Yeah, I think people would be scared shitless. Yeah. Know? 
So so while I do say that there, I, I feel that they would, they fall under Trump's, you know, I guess they fall easiest as prey for, for Trump and like the economy and what's going on with him and what he's about. I think that that it, he would vote a lot better. Like I, I, I have a feeling like with Sanders, like what, like five states, maybe five, six states he wins and then Trump wins everything else. I just don't see him. I, I, I don't see Bernie. And then Warren, she's on the same shit. So yeah, um, a little bit better. She's a better debater, I feel, than 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 Bernie. Yeah, a little feistier. So, but I mean, see a lot of them, and and we saw this on the second debate. That shit was complete, utter trash. Just not coherent. <laughs> it's like it's like they were like, "Fuck, what would Trump do?" But Trump. People, you know, they say he's erratic and shit like that, but like he has, he's not, he's not, he's not a fool. He just doesn't yell just to yell. He'll say shit. He'll say like, like he'll say something that will create a conversation. So he knows what he, he knows what he wants the news to pivot to people talking about. And then he'll say it like, uh, build a fucking wall, Mexico will pay for it. And then that'll be a whole conversation. But in having that, uh, that, surface level conversation about a wall in mexico paying for it now you got to talk about ice now you got to talk about you know the border now you have to talk about it becomes like and 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 the the it's it stems from a basis and a platform of something that people already believe in or they're talking of like the everyday people you know what i'm saying like yo What's up, you know, the illegal, the illegal immigration situation and everything like that. It stems from that versus these motherfuckers talking about some shit that nobody gives a fuck about. That, did you see the lunacy? It wasn't at the debate, but it was at one of her rallies. The lunacy of Liz Warren when she said that her secretary of education will be picked <laughs> only by a trans student so she's going to get a trans student from the united states and this trans student is going to interview her secretary of education and only if that trans student rocks with that secretary and like passes that trans student's interview then will liz warren pick that person as the secretary of education what a st- that is yeah. fucking insane yeah. and even bill maher was like how do we? How do these people expect to win? How are we going to win like this? It's that's insane. But my point is that that's like an off the rail thing that Trump would say. Well, he wouldn't say no shit like that, but he says off the rail shit. Yeah. But it's off the rail shit with from the basis of what people actually care about. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about that. That is some weird, like just off the wall shit that like nobody rocks with. That everybody's just like what like. Why? What yeah. is this? Well, actually, we were having a talk with a couple friends from work and, and we were we were saying uh okay. we were having this debate about if who would win Crowder or Shapiro. I think that we made very valid points and we obviously know that Ben Shapiro is a way better debater than Crowder in general. Like he'd be like Well he does that. Like yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, man. he's like Mayweather, just fucking perfection the the shoulder roll everything is just perfect like damn i can't catch this guy but 
a guy like Trump is like Pacquiao. Like he's just gonna rush you, but he's gonna rush you knowing that he, where he wants to pin you. Yeah. Like and and so if you debate like Ben, uh, or, or no, if you debate like like uh, like Trump against like a Ben, right? You would you would say something, kind of like that old. Like 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 the border shit or, or remember remember uh, it, it was some about the the Islam. Mm-hmm. He had said something and and he purposely like says tra- it like, like the travel ban or yeah but 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 they asked him to be to specify he said no I'm saying Islam and see Islam is a very broad mm-hmm. you know you're not getting detailed so that created headlines right mm-hmm. so you get someone into the to 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 a corner. That, that that you would kind of trap them in, and I feel like that's where Ben Shapiro's and and a lot of politicians' weaknesses are is they only have a po- politician's way out of looking at things. Yeah, they're very bad at understanding culture, like culture as in like ground floor type shit. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, and, and I feel like Crowder could be Ben Shapiro if he takes that route against Ben Shapiro, and then Trump. Uh, with what he has working w- or what he's working with as far as like opponents i don't see any of them being able to pivot yeah and, and like and, like get out of those corners and, and, and you you brought up because when we had that little little uh, uh conversation originally you you were like well i think crowder would beat shapiro and and then me and somebody else we were like no way shapiro would like mop the floor with dude but then as we were going back and forth you brought up that point. I thought it was a good point. And it is one of those things where if like Liz Warren, I think in a debate and, and you did say this uh, earlier would be scarier for Trump because Liz Warren has a lot more logistics to back up some yeah. of the things she's saying. It will be misleading and it will be disingenuous, but there will be some sort of some something to back it up versus with Bernie, there'll be none of that. There'll no. be none of that. So it would be it would be pretty much like a left version of Crowder versus a, a right version of a of a Stephen Crowder. Like yeah. just more I know a little bit about I know a little bit about everything, except you don't have the economy and everything else. You don't have the last four years to back up what you're saying. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, that is one of those things. And and you, I thought you brought up a good point in that that juxtaposition between Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder when you talked about the uh, Shapiro's position on rap music oh, and God. how it took him so long just to sort of change his mind a little bit. It took him a whole sit down with Zuby and like him sort of opening his mind to it and everything yeah. like that. Whereas Crowder. I feel like that's like a conclusion he would have came to on his own. Yes. And like he, well, well, you even see who he hangs out with. He's cool with the Hodge twins. He's cool with like a lot of different people. He's not like. I find him scarier. Like I would find, I would be a lot more intimidated debating Crowder because with Ben Shapiro, I've had moments where I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. But where he's good is with with the analytics and the statistics. It's like he could throw. He could like rapid fire that shit to you and you'll be like, oh, get, get, like yeah. it'll, it'll get you. But yeah. if you're talking about something that's well-rounded and that's why sometimes it's so interesting in debates, not just who's going, who's versus who, but who's who's the moderator. 
Because yes. what are their questions? How are they? Because that last debate with Gail King and 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 that other person, I don't know who that other person was. Yeah. They did a horrible job. These motherfuckers were talking <laughs> over each other. That was that was a shit show. Yeah, yeah. That shit was bad. It was it was embarrassing. Yeah. If if I was rooting for any of them, I'd be like, damn, this is this is bad. But yeah, it, it's it's gonna be interesting. But the thing is, I, I just don't think that Warren's gonna win. But if 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 it would if they're gonna go with the better, I feel debater, the one that can get a little greasy with Trump, I feel she'd be a, a better ridge. But the, the numbers wouldn't help, and and the fact the, that she's more debate wise, I think out of out of the the four that we previously mentioned, Bloomberg, Biden, Sanders, and her, Warren, I think she would be the best, yeah, the best debater. Um. Campaign wise, um, I don't know, cause she's she's pretty energetic. Out of all of them, I would yeah. say she's the most. She seems the most energetic, you know, in talking to people and everything like that. Yeah, Buttigieg was also pretty very energetic. energetic. Yeah, but he's gone. Yeah. Uh, but Bloomberg and Biden, they're not that energetic. And Biden Bernie, that, huh? Biden used to be. Yeah, that's what, what actually we talked about this a, a couple months ago. The Biden that I know, I felt like he had energy and like he was like the type like he'll like he might not be right, but he'll scrap with Trump. But now I feel like he'll be like, oh, nah, and then fucking have just brain farts. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you because even and I remember you and I talked about this. This was years ago. But when when it was when uh, Obama was going for reelection yeah. and then and then uh, Biden debated Paul Ryan, uh, yes. uh, Mitt Romney's running mate. I thought like Paul Ryan bodied him like just with facts and everything like that. But everybody, the whole world, even my dad thought that 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 Biden won, and yeah. I was like, "Yep." I was like, "Ryan did Paul Ryan destroyed, dude?" And then they're like, "No, but because of that energy, like yes. he was like, he looked like a dad putting his son in place, that type of shit, yes. you know?" Yeah. And yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I get, I get, you're you're caught up in the energy of it all, but but facts don't lie. Factually, he it was he nothing, but again." But that's because the demeanor means a lot too. Ryan kept sipping water. He he was yeah. like a little bit more, like uh, like shrugged in. Yeah, you know. So, the, the, but I don't see that Biden anymore. That's not the same Biden. No, and and, and Trump is a master at owning the room. Like he's the one that's making the names. Oh, Mini Mike, Sleepy Joe. Like so, so he already undermines oh, what you I have just, to say. Pocahontas. Great. <laughs> so it's like he already he, he'll have jokes for you and then like i remember when marco rubio tried to play that same game and then and then he'll he'll start humoring the crowd so he'll be like you know he said i have small hands he's like well, i mean look at these these are pretty big and then you know he was talking about what i have down there's like, hey, it works really well believe me it works really well and it's like <laughs> totally not like presidential but but it, people rock with yes it. yeah people that's the thing that these people will never understand and again goes back to like what we've said again ab about him being on the ground floor is that 
there's certain things that people rock with and like people are used to and people get a you know get a joke out of yeah and he at cpac i don't even know if you saw he was making he was making jokes about how they get down which makes them look even worse because he was talking he was he was saying something at cpac about how he was telling melania trump but he was like first he but you know quoting he's like First lady, he's like, I like calling her first lady. He's like, but tomorrow the news is going to be like, oh, he calls his wife first lady. What kind of marriage do they have? Like, but he was just mocking them. But it's hilarious because (laughs) it is, it is true, you know, and then it's sort of, it's sort of like the eight mile effect. Like I'm getting, like, I'm kind of getting at myself before you could get to me and making a joke of it. And now you have nothing. You just look stupid. And, and, And it's like. In that, not only do do you know your okay, so there's so many levels to this. You know your opponents as far as candidates, but you also know your opponents in the media. Mm-hmm. And if you know what they want and, and and where they're gonna what they're gonna paint you, you're just gonna let them do that. Mm-hmm. That's why we even theorized about the taxes. Remember when uh, the girl from MSNBC? Um, I can't think of her name. Rachel Maddow. Yes. Rachel Maddow, she had this, oh, I got I got his taxes. I got his tax returns. I got some info. Trust me. Um, you were saying that he probably dropped that shit. And, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, he probably said, oh, since you guys are so fucking wet over what the fuck my tax returns are, I'm going to fucking throw like a fucking worm. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm going to fish. I'm going to fish you motherfuckers out to make you look stupid. And I think that uh, even the documentary on Netflix with Trump, it shows like how he understood media mm-hmm. a lot, like how he would get, get at politicians, mm-hmm. him being in New York and getting what he wanted. It's like, well, I know that the media yeah. controls a lot of shit, so I'm going to say some shit to, to put them on blast, but it's going to hit the headlines. It's going to, I know it's outrage media, you know? And we're seeing it. We see it with the coronavirus. We see it with everything. It's like outrage is is good for outlets because they they get clicks they get this they get that big time big and time. and and that's how you get like this motherfucker not spending as much as hillary the billionaire not spending as much as the millionaire because you don't have to they're gonna do it for you yeah and 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 he's just so good at that so so it's it's and the and then again they always look at him as stupid which is good like if i'm facing somebody i want them to think i'm stupid I want you to think I'm dumb. Yes, I'm the dumbest motherfucker. Yes. Oh, you're going to win. Because, like, there's there's so many fucking lines from, uh, what is it, Sun Tzu, like, when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Like, being the the way you're perceived and the way you're perceiving them. Yeah. You perceive them as like, damn, these motherfuckers. Like, the whole Buttigieg thing, you know, Trump tweeted about that. He said, oh, see, look. They're trying to sabotage, like, kind of, it's the same shit we were talking about. They're sabotaging Sanders because Buttigieg is probably in bed with Bloomberg or Biden. He said somewhere, mm-hmm. some, some, something along the line. Like, he got out the way so Sanders could fucking lose. Mm-hmm. See? They're trying to take the election away from him. But that's because uh, we know he has a hard on for, for Bernie because he wants to face Bernie. Yeah. So, it, it's just like, he knows. He knows what, he, and then he's going to say it. Like, let's see, see what they're doing, see what they're doing. But whereas with him, oh, he's dumb. Oh, he's dumb. While you're saying he's dumb, he took Wisconsin. He took all those states. The well, fucking- well, that's that. That's what that's what uh, Steve Bannon was saying uh, as as uh, his advisor and in in his book. 
We want them to think that he's dumb and we want them to stay focused on the issues that they're focused on. Yeah. And I think Bernie would be key for that because I do think, I don't know how, how much Biden would, but I do think Bloomberg would address many of the issues that Trump has addressed in a similar fashion to Trump. Not with the same pizzazz and showmanship, yeah. but it, and and I think that that would not bode well for Trump versus, like you said, I think he does have a hard on for Bernie. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. If we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, share it with them. And go to Hanging With Apes on Twitter. Follow us. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.